everyone, and welcome to I'm Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day, and we are back. <laughs> y'all, we're back. We are back. I am so, so, so excited. I missed y'all. I know I'm a broken record every time I say that, but I truly, truly, every time I take a break, I miss doing the podcast so much. And if y'all are following me on Instagram, which... If you're not doing that, go ahead and follow at I am not okay pod. I posted the other day just about me being really in a really dark place, frankly. Um, and I said that I really wanted to come back. And I have thought, y'all, I have thought so much about coming back, but there have been many things that have kept me from coming. But last week I was having a conversation with one of my best friends about just, you know, how I was feeling and about some of the reasons why I wasn't coming back. And she was like, no, you need to do this. Like, this is your ministry. This is your calling. You need to do this. You have to come back. And so after that conversation, honestly, after a lot of prayer too, I really feel like it's time. So, you know, when I set up the podcast in the very beginning, I wasn't, the intention was never like, oh, we have solved our problems. Now let's tell people how to solve their problems. It was always, I'm struggling. I'm going through this right now. I'm not on the other side. And here's how I'm dealing with it. This is how I feel. Let's go on that journey together. And, you know, I think I lost sight of that a little bit, but I'm back. I'm still in the journey. We have not crossed over the other side, y'all. Um, more on that later. And so, yeah, we're here and we're going to do this and we're in it together. So let's just dive right in, y'all. The last time I was on, I recorded an episode, it was, I think, November. I think it was like early November, maybe late October last year, 2022. And a lot was going on. I know I say this all the time too, y'all, but let me tell you, working a full-time job and really just doing anything else is hard. But then doing a job like I was doing that was just already so mentally exhausting. I was burnt out, y'all. That's the truth. I had no energy for anything. And it was so hard because I had my clinical exam coming up and I needed to have energy to study. And I just, it was rough. I don't know how I did it, y'all. Like, I'm not kidding you. I basically like procrastinated until like the last month or so. And I was like, okay, like it's crunch time. Let's do this. <laughs> um, do not recommend. But that's what I did, y'all. And so it was a lot. But I passed my LCSW exam. Yay. And I am now, you guys, I am now a licensed clinical social worker. Okay, a high key. I wish I had like these. I'm not going to do it, but I wish I had these like um, sound bites so I can just put in applause, but just pretend like there's an applause going on there because I'm probably not going to figure that out. Um, but I'm so excited. Like, this is the dream, y'all. And I was really sad that I wasn't recording the podcast at the time to be able to like share this information with you and just um celebrate because if if y'all have been with me on the journey since the beginning you know having my lcsw 
was the goal. It's always been the goal. And, you know, I've gone through the struggles of like getting the LMSW, passing that test, getting my job. I've been working, getting my hours to now get to LCSW. And like, I accomplished it. Like this happened. And I have to give all the praise and the glory to God because truly, I don't know if this would be, this would not be possible, period. This would not be possible without him. But I honestly, like, I just don't even know. I don't know how it happened. It doesn't make sense to me, but it did. And I am so beyond grateful. And so, yeah, y'all, the dream was realized. I passed my LCSW and I officially became a licensed clinical social worker. And so, you know, it would appear that, hey, dreams are coming true. Like this is it. Things are turning around. Like we're doing better. And you know, actually I've been reading this book. I just started it last night um, called Black Girls Must Be Exhausted. And what, right in the very beginning, there was, um, the, the author said something like, you know, you have all these t- checklists and the the main character went through all the checklists, like have a good career, have a house, da, 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 da. and you just like check off all of the boxes. And then she says something like, no one talks about the in-between checking off the boxes. Like we all look at the final product, but no one is talking about what it took to get there and what else is going on in that in-between part. And I mean, that's what life is anyways. It's not like the, we, we accomplish the goal. We have like the final result that lasts for like 2.5 seconds, but then you have to keep on going, keep on living and, you know, going to like whatever the next thing is. And so, um, my in between my check marks have been very difficult, um, so I passed my exam in November, you know, it was a Thanksgiving holiday. Thanksgiving was awesome. I was able to spend it with my family. And then I was finally going to return to Jamaica after years of not being there um, in the Christmas break. And y'all, let me tell you that right before the Christmas break, my job was so stressful. I reached a new level of burnout. It was a lot. So I was so excited for my Christmas holiday. I was like, yes, let's finally do this. We're going to get the rest that we need, the rest we've been holding on to. So I was doing the thing where I was just going, 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 just, just got to get to this, just get to this. It's going to be fine. As soon as we get to this, we're going to be fine. Well, you know, as life would have it, (laughs) the rest never came in the Christmas break as I hoped it would because well I would say the first like maybe four days of my Christmas holiday wonderful great I reunited with some of my family it was great but things took a turn on my vacation when my grandmother passed away um and so praise the Lord we were able to see her a few days before she passed. And I'm so grateful for that because I hadn't seen her. Y'all hadn't seen her since 2011. It had been a very long time since the last time I saw her. And so it was really amazing to reunite with her. Um, and, you know, not, not have 
I guess like regrets, you know, before she passed, but her passing, it was very sudden. It was unexpected. It really obviously just kind of shook up the whole vacation, but then it made the rest of the months very difficult. So that happened. Um, you know, we tried to make the best of it as we could. My, my family was very sad and I felt very sad. And, you know, I found myself kind of reverting back to my old ways where, you know, I just felt like, okay, like I want to support my family. I want to be here for them. So I just kind of like pushed how I was feeling aside. And it was hard because I was struggling mentally already, you know, with everything going on at work, like I was already having a hard time. And then, you know, the rest that I was hoping to get really turned into the opposite of rest. And it it was hard. And I felt guilty too, because I was here thinking about that while, you know, my mom is mourning and my aunts and everybody, they're all mourning. And so it's just, it was a really weird time because it's like I also am mourning, but then I feel like, should I be? Like, I need to be strong. Like, what should I do? And so it was a very complicated time. But y'all, let me tell you that when I returned from the trip in December, well, it was January, you know, I had a mental breakdown. That's really the truth. I broke down, actually broke down at work one day. I couldn't even help it. It just came all the way out, y'all. I I think the final straw was I had a client actually and her dad passed away suddenly. Um, and so that just was like the thing that sent me over the edge. And I I broke down. I remember I went to talk to my supervisor at work that day. I could barely get the words out, just like hyperventilating. Just, it was just a lot. Um, and so I, I didn't know what to do, like how to cope really. I just felt so many different pressures. Like I felt like, okay, I need to, I already used up all of my time to be on vacation I don't have the time to take off work to grieve and to just feel all the things I was feeling and so I'm feeling this pressure of like I need to be present for my clients and I need to be here and do all of these things and then I'm feeling some pressure of like I want to be there to support my mom and support my family and you know be there for them and I just felt like so burdened. I, I barely had the capacity to deal with myself and it all just came crashing down. And so, yeah, I remember one day I was like, Lord, I was praying, like, I need rest. How am I going to get the rest? Like, how is this going to be possible? Because I can't see rest inside and I can't keep going. Like, this is too much. Well, then. Literally, I want to say maybe five days after I said this prayer, y'all, I got laid off. <laughs> I lost my job. <laughs> and I'm laughing right now because it's funny in the grand scheme of things, you know, after the fact, but yeah, I got laid off, y'all. I lost my job. And so then 
You would think, though, that me losing my job was going to be heartbreaking, but actually it turned out to be, frankly, the best thing that could have happened to me because I was then actually able to get the mental rest I needed to get. Like I went from worrying about being there for my clients to, well, now it's time to be there for yourself. And I mean, don't get me wrong, y'all, losing your job in a time when you're not expecting to lose your job, not great. Okay. Um, there definitely was a lot of concern as to what the heck am I going to do now? How am I going to financially support myself? Um, it was a lot, but simultaneously, here's the thing. I ended up getting another job. Praise the Lord. I actually ended up, I made the decision to take the new job the same day I lost my old job. <laughs> so what ended up happening was that I I got offered the position the week before I I was laid off. And I was praying because really this job that I have right now is my dream job. This is what I've wanted to do. Like, this is the goal. I'm doing it. Like, this is it. But with my dream job comes a level of uncertainty and just not as, um, I guess, like structured, not structured, no, Stay, uh, stable. I'm going to say secure for now. We're going to say sec- a level of security. I'm going to say that because there is, because nothing is secure. That's the truth. The job that I had that I thought was the most secure ever turned out to be not secure at all since I literally lost it. But anyway, um, so anyways, I was praying the week before I took the new job, asking the Lord, what should I do? Should I do this? Praying for some sign for him to really communicate clearly to me. And he did. He communicated with me. I did my study and I felt him speaking to me through my Bible study. And so, yes, I made that decision. Um, and so I, while I had something lined up, there was still going to be time where things would be very uncertain. And that was really, really scary. Um, but yeah, I lost my job, got a new one, started the new one. And yeah, here we are. I'm working in my new job. I My new job right now, like I said, it's taking some time to build up. So I'm going to be really all financially it's it's a struggle. We're just going to put it that way. <laughs> We're definitely not where we want to be, but y'all, I mean, I just have like 10,000 testimonies I just want to share because it's the way the Lord worked out things. It's the way that somehow literally there was zero and God just created a hundred. And that has been honestly, my life since January. And so I've been in a space now where I feel like I'm in my ultimate like faith testing journey. 
And let me tell you, y'all, it's been difficult, okay? I mean, because let's also remember mentally where I was at, honestly, since November. You know, those things didn't particularly go away. And what I learned is that, you know, as I'm going through more transitions with this new job and everything and losing the job and figuring out just like a new way of doing everything, I realized that just the going through transitions in and of itself is very difficult for me. It's the hardest thing ever. Um, it's very triggering, actually, to just my past and things that I've gone through. And I, that was just another thing that I started struggling with. And so a lot of things from the past just kept on coming up. And honestly, I'm still dealing with it. I think a lot of, just a lot of triggers from the divorce has been coming up for me. And it's been really challenging to go through because at this point, you know, it's been two and a half years and you know how it is. There's an expectation that I mean, well, I don't know. Is there an expectation? I mean, perhaps people who are not going through it, they think to themselves, oh, it's been years. Like, you're fine. It's okay. But really for me, I mean, I think I did also have that expectation for myself, truly, because y'all know me by now. I've said this. I have unrealistic expectations for myself. So I surely did think, okay, like after a couple of years, we're going to be fine. We're going to be good. False. I, a lot of things that I realized I actually didn't work through at all um, are resurfacing, which makes sense because that's what happens when you don't work through certain issues. They come back because they're like, no, you need to work on me. Like they're coming to tell you, no, deal with me. So that's what's been happening right now. And a big issue I've been having is, okay, beating myself up because now I'm still dealing with this, you know? And so that's what I've been trying to um, just remind myself that it is okay. Like not me having a whole entire podcast episode. Honestly, I think a whole year ago talking about how, um, about trauma and just the result of trauma and that it's not linear and that triggers are going to come up and me fast forward a year and something later still going through it <laughs> still struggling but it's fine um and so yeah so that's where i've been at um and one thing i thought i would really one thing i really wanted to talk about today something is something that I've learned, I'm still in the process of learning, but something that just came to the forefront a week ago that I think is a message needed for someone, maybe a couple people. I needed it for myself. It's something I learned in therapy. So I'm going to share that today with y'all. And that is crying is okay. And I know that it's one of these things that sounds very basic, but here's the thing about it. A, in the Black community, B, Jamaican, Caribbean culture, there is such a stigma with crying. Why? Like, when you're young and you're crying, it's like, why are you crying? You need to have a reason. Don't let me give you a reason to cry. And it's like, so... um 
Yeah, stigmatized is the only word I can think of. It's like there's something wrong with crying. If you cry, you're weak. You know, we've heard these same things. When it comes to emotional expression, happiness, wonderful. Express that, let everybody know. Um, excitement, do it. Everybody wants to see that. Anger, don't really want to see that, but it's still acceptable. But sadness, uh-uh, don't do that. You need to keep that to yourself. Hide that. Don't let nobody see you cry. You need to keep that to yourself. That's too uncomfortable for us to deal with, so we don't want to see that. And, you know, it's really sad because what my therapist literally told me last week, which <laughs> it sounds so simple, but, like, she told me last week crying is just a normal bodily response to certain feelings. It's a regular bodily response as is peeing, pooing, coughing, sneezing, you know, when you are feeling hungry, you eat. When you feel like you need to go to the bathroom, you go. These are just natural things that happen that we don't question. Crying is the same. Crying is just a natural bodily reaction that can happen sometimes when you're happy. Sometimes it happens when you're sad. Sometimes it happens when you're angry. But it's a normal thing that we have placed this we have attached this like negative meaning and feeling to it. But why? Literally why? It's so dumb. And you know, when even even when we talk, this is something I've I've noticed for myself and I've tried to be cognizant of. Like when I when people talk about being emotional, they always attach that to crying. Now being emotional does not automatically equate to crying. You can be emotional if you're happy. Okay, you like there's nothing wrong with that. I always like to just say tearful or you're just crying. And instead of attaching just this like one emotion, because there is a negative connotation to the word emotional. That's the point I'm trying to make. But anyways, so yeah, I was in therapy last week and I just broke down and I was crying. And my therapist made an observation that was so interesting. And I didn't realize obviously before, but she said, you know, you're crying, but you don't even let the tear fall. As soon as your eyes water and the tear comes, you immediately wipe it away. And it's almost like you're cutting off those feelings. It's like, you don't even want to let yourself go there. You're just cutting it off. You're wiping it away immediately. There should be no evidence, no remnants of you crying. And I heard her say that and I was like, um, okay, just feeling attacked. Okay, thank you. But also it was just like, yeah, I, I didn't realize I was doing that, but that's exactly what I was doing. Like, yo, that's what happened to me when I was in Jamaica. I was keeping all of my feelings inside. I was cutting myself off and to the point where I could not do it anymore. And it came out just as... I can't breathe. I'm just wailing. Like, that's what happened, you know? And I spent probably 80% of that session, maybe more, maybe 90, crying. And that's all I did because it's like all of the everything that I was holding and it just all came out at one time. And, you know, 
my therapist was telling me that, well, she was asking me like, why is it so hard for you to feel what you're feeling? Like, what is the resistance there? Um, and something I learned is that I've had experiences in the past where I was extremely vulnerable and the result was not good. And in fact, like my worst fears came true after me being extremely vulnerable. And I realized that that those experiences in and of itself was tra traumatic for me because what it did is it told me, my brain translated that to me, okay, well, you can't even be vulnerable really with yourself. Like, don't even let yourself go there because bad things are going to happen when you do. And that is the reason why I kept it all in. And even when I let it out, I let it out a little bit, but I always was still trying to fix it, trying to um, hide it and get rid of it quickly. You know, I never let myself like sit. And after, you know, after my therapist was asking me more questions, I realized like I have never even allowed myself to just like wail cry. I've only done it a handful, quite literally. I don't even think five times um, of times in my life because I never let myself go there because of just all of these fears that come up with being vulnerable, even when I'm by myself. And in fact, the only time I let myself go there is when I can't help it anymore. Like all of those times I can think of when I just whale cried and just broke was when I had no control and it just came out. And so, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about crying and what is attached to crying and just the overall belief that I need to keep my feelings in and like not let myself out. And it's kind of crazy because this whole podcast is called I Am Not Okay. That's the premise of this whole thing. Me being okay with not being okay. This is just a prime example that I have not mastered that just yet. I am still struggling, struggling with not being okay. And it is so hard for me to just be there. But this is me telling y'all, cry if you need to. Cry if you need to. Um, Don't cut yourself off because what cutting yourself off it does is it just makes things worse in the long run. It makes things worse. And so, yeah, I'm trying to get into the habit of whenever I do cry, just almost oh, as low key as almost like, um, it's not full exposure therapy. Let me not say that. <laughs> but it, I'm doing an experiment where I am crying and I'm challenging myself not to wipe the tears away and just to let them fall. Um, and I'm in a journey right now where I'm trying to let myself just feel. And honestly, I'm trying to let myself break, like give myself the permission to break because I don't have that. Like I haven't given myself permission to, and I think I've been looking to other people and other things to give me that permission. But what I've learned is I need to give it to myself. And so I'm in a new space right now where whatever it is I start to feel, I'm going to let myself, let myself, um, and just, just go with it. Another thing my therapist said that I want to just say too, that was just 
mind-boggling to me is I was crying and I was telling her, every time I cry, I want to talk, but my voice gets very soft and like, I feel like I can't breathe. Like my, my throat gets just choked up and I can't speak. And the volume, like it's, my voice is breaking, but I can't get it out. And so she asked me, she said, okay, so let's say that you got an item and you're looking at the instructions. And so you figure out how it works. You follow the instructions, but once you press play or whatever, or once you um, figure it out, it's not coming out loudly. It's coming out in that same broken way that you're explaining. In that not broken way. Yeah, it's coming out in a very silent tone where it should be loud. What is the conclusion you would come to if that happened? And I said, I think if I did that, I would think it's broken. Something's wrong with it. It's not functioning the way that it should. And so she said, yeah, Maybe you're trying to talk when you shouldn't be. Maybe what you need to actually do is cry, is let out those emotions, is break, you know, let yourself feel and go through those emotions and don't try to do things to pass it quickly. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been in a lot of ways talking to try to either explain it away so I can like fix the situation quickly or not think at all, like not feel, not feel at all. So I can just push it to the side. That is not helpful. That obviously has not helped me <laughs> thus far. And so again, it's the same, the same point I made earlier. I am trying to let myself be sad if I'm sad and be down if I'm down and, you know, not have to put on a brave face and fake it for anyone because including myself, because there's just no, there's nothing, nothing good comes from that. So that's what I've been learning and trying to do. I just want to encourage y'all to try to do the same, feel your feels, y'all. I know like it's something that we talk about and it's become more popular to talk about feelings, but I think a lot of people are struggling with actually doing it because when you really think about it, when you really dissect the situation, what you realize is these beliefs are ingrained in us, especially depending on whichever culture you're from, and it is hard to let yourself go there. And sometimes you don't even understand why. And so I'm really grateful also just for my therapist okay she's the best you already know and the opportunity to have therapy and to figure out all of these things and learn the whys behind it and try to heal and and change and do things differently so yeah that's what i've been that's what's been going on with me that's what i've been learning and so yeah y'all my birthday was a few days ago um, and I'm going to be real, y'all. I was not, I was not feeling it before I was not feeling it. And I was talking to my friend too, a few days before my birthday and I was telling her, yeah, girl, I am not excited. I just feel so sad. <laughs> you know, I've just been feeling so sad for a lot of days. And 
I felt really bad because I was going to be with my family and spend my birthday with them. And I didn't want to be just Debbie Downer. But then what I realized is I was starting to put pressure on myself to like be in a good mood to be around them and to be okay because I was going to be around them. Um, and that's my toxic, <laughs> that's my toxic trait. And that's, you know, part of what has gotten me to this point. So, you know, talking to my friend and just remembering what I had um, talked about in therapy really helped me to not like fake it basically. And, you know, my birthday actually was wonderful. I actually didn't feel bad at all. And I think a big part of that is because I went into that weekend deciding I'm not going to fake this. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. And I'm just going to go with how I feel. And that's it. And you know what? It was actually okay. Um, it was a good day. And I'm very grateful. And I'm grateful for another year of life. God has truly been just beyond amazing y'all when i think about what god has brought me through like i can't help but cry i can't help but feel just an immense amount of gratitude and i guess that brings me to what god has taught me y'all like i said earlier i've been through this I would say this test, this faith test, I'm still in it, honestly. I'm in a position right now, y'all, where I have no choice but to trust, and I'm choosing to trust in the Lord. The uncertainty is real. I don't know what is happening, okay? <laughs> but I am holding on to the faith, and I am trusting in the Lord. And let me tell you, like, God has answered my prayers and he has shown me in very real, real, tangible ways that he is with me. One thing I've been feeling a lot lately is lonely. And don't get me wrong, okay? Because let's like, not lonely. Let me just clarify. I'm feeling lonely, but not in the sense of loneliness, like needing a partner. But I'm feeling lonely sometimes in the sense that, like, I have to figure out a lot of things. It, it feels this way. This is not what's true, but this is what's been going on in my head. It feels like I have to figure out everything alone. Like I was telling you with these transitions, I'm feeling like I'm just in it by myself. And then I know I have support. I know I have my family there. But there's something, I think this is really the working of the devil, frankly, that convinces me that, nope, you're in it alone. You're by yourself. You have to do this. And so that's 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 had, that had me in my head, y'all. And it's been really hard. And then I'm in the city. And while I have made, you know, I've, I've developed a good community at my church and I've made some friends. There's still, like, I don't have anyone here physically that feels like I can go to them about anything, you know, and they can really, like, we have each other in that way. And so there's that, like, um, there's just this, this emptiness, I guess, that I've been feeling. And I just wished that I had just that companionship, not of a partner, but of people who you know like know me and love me and I know them and I feel comfortable and safe with them and I just have not I feel like I've felt like I have not had that physically here and I, and you know if y'all 
have moved, like if you are someone who's moved to a new city, I think you might understand this. It's like there's so much potential to being in a new city and it's like all of these things that there's also the reality that you're far away from your family and your closest friends. You have to start over. And like while that can be exciting, sometimes like in the heart of it, especially in the times that I've been in where I feel like I just wish I had someone like there have been so many times I'm like, I don't want to wash the dishes. I don't want to clean my house. I wish I had someone to help me do this. I wish someone could cook for me, but nope, I got to do it myself. It's just like, those are small things, but in moments like that, it's like, you really wish that you had those people. And I just didn't have that. And it was really, really difficult for me. And so I was just feeling down. I was feeling horrible. And then all of these financial stuff was coming up and I was stressed all the way out. And so, but in each of these situations, every single time God gave me some reminder that he's there for me, one after the other. And it's almost like to like every time I'm at my wit's end or every time I have like a breakdown, almost immediately, y'all, God is like, I'm here. Don't worry. You're not alone you are with me. I'm with you. That happened on the video I posted on my Instagram. That happened with my grandma. I was having a breakdown. My grandma called me and poured into me at that time. I um, was having financial difficulties. All of a sudden, I'm getting money from literally people who I least expected to get money from. You know, like it Every single time there's just been something that God has said to me in a very clear way, I'm here. And so that's that's my lesson. God is teaching me. He's reminding me every day, I am with you. I am here with you. You're not alone. Um, and it's something that I'm trying to hold on to. And let me be real, y'all. It's happened and there's still days and moments when I feel that sadness or I feel that worry, honestly. Um, just because like God has been doing this thing doesn't mean that the worries are all the way gone, but I'm holding on to his promises. One thing that I've been reading, honestly, every single day, I'm trying to memorize it is Matthew 6, verse 25 onward. And um, that's the verse that talks about do not worry. Don't worry. God says, if I take care of the birds in the sky, you are so much more valuable than the birds in the sky. How much more am I going to take care of you? Like, don't worry. And so these are the words that have kept me going, y'all. They've kept me going. And I just hope that they will keep you going as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, y'all. So we're back. We're going to be here on this journey. Um, honestly, I'm not sure what we're going to be doing. <laughs> that probably sounds really bad. I don't know where we're going to go from here, y'all, because I'm in a I'm in a situation where I'm trying to figure it out myself. We're I don't know. But what I do know is I'm going to come back. We're, we're going to be more consistent. We're doing the thing. This episode is going to drop on Friday just because of just the situation and just how everything has played out. However, I think I'm going to go back to my regular um, Thursdays every other Thursday. So 
Look out for the podcast, y'all. Thank you for coming back with me, for listening. If you are brand new, welcome. I hope that you feel seen and heard and you know that you're not alone. And we're in it together, y'all. So until...